Cradeline Network. My friend Fox, this is the 250th episode of Space Spinner 2000. 250 years of Space Spinner 2000, Fox. Oh, God. Feels like it. Who, who'd have thought back in 1771 when the <laughs> British, when we were still subjects of the British crown, etc.? We were, we were uh, militant farmers. Just waiting to to form a militia, but reading yeah, those do, dang old progs. Doing this podcast. The Boston Prog mus- Party. We're just throwing yeah. them into the water. <laughs> exactly. We threw them into the water where their, where their paper instantly disintegrated. Doing this podcast, our muskets leaned up against our microphones so we could be ready at any time, Fox. For You can take to, our lives, but you won't take our throw power. It's a whole different... It's a whole different um, oh, yeah, um, that's, era. That's a thing. That's... Whole different country. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get these episodes that are like like pre discovery of America, Fox. Those episodes <laughs> like 400 or something. <laughs> We're still still doing this this in England, you know, or something like uh, that. No, it was back. It's uh, <laughs> it's back when um, uh, Tharg first came to the Americas. You know. Ooh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, he's been been there for a little bit. Let's let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Instead, <laughs> let me just remind everybody when we aren't talking about our our historical past that is is indeed where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one with the progs at a time. And last episode, we reached the end of 1991 Ooh. in our prog timeline. So sprint. as always, we're yeah, we're taking an episode to do a retrospective of that year in Prague's talking about this year in 2000 AD. And of course, to help that conversation, we're giving out awards. Welcome to the Spitties. Welcome to the Because, you know, synth was hot in the 90s. I feel like it's more of a grunge feel, to be honest. Oh, there we go. I'm gonna rate this penny something, something. Gonna do, do Alice in Chains style. Welcome to the Spitties. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna give awards. Would you say that thrill is your favorite? I would not because it's your trash. favorite. Trash should not make the list to no one's shock. <laughs> okay, here we go. Fox. <laughs> As always, I just want to say before we get into this that these awards, again, definitions as loosely as possible, could give an award for a, pa- a panel on a page or for an entire year of work. We just want to use these to lubricate a talk of some of our favorite stuff from this year. Yep, well. um, and then we'll... Yeah, we'll read in. I'll, we'll read out uh, reader nominations be, um, after this. I appreciate everybody for writing in. Definitely, you are such sweethearts, and just really thank you for so many interesting things that you had to say that we're going to read for. Absolutely, fourteen end of the fourteenth year of two thousand AD. Oh, Very exciting. God, I, oh, not our fourteenth yeah. year. Does feel like no, it, no, 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 no. We're at like 
four and a half, I want to say. But Ugh. coming up on five. Coming up on five in the fall, you know? Um, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. And also, yeah. And, you know, I think that's really cool. And I think generally I'm excited actually to hear what people think. I feel like we're in a, in, oh, we're in the hotbed. This is, this well, is we're not a, a safe territory. Yeah. We're in a less vaunted period of 2000 AD, you know, oh, like yeah. we're at a, we're sort of at the part at the, uh, if not actually having gone have gone over the edge of the roller coaster, definitely right on the edge of it. Um, and so I feel on like the we, edge. Yeah, get some spicy, spicy opinions. Is what yeah. I'm hoping for. Oh, I can't wait. My my opinions yeah. are spicy, and they shall not be stopped. Definitely. So let's get things started with best art. Ooh. What do you got for your best art oh, of uh, 1991, friend? Let I want to know. Let me tell you, this this year surprised me with how many things that I wanted to dredge up. Um, and and there's a reason for it. I uh, and I'll, I'll, this will probably be repeated later, but what a variety this year. Mm. Just overall, I feel like we've gotten a lot of different <laughs> stories. Uh, uh, obviously, some exhumed from the grave for better or for worse, but just in terms of the amount of stuff that we got, I was I was quite happy about it because, you know, we've had years, Conrad, where you and I are like, yeah, it was like four things this year. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely this one, think back in the day, there'd be like, I, I think they like, I remember reading um, in Thrill Power Overload, they just talked about 2080 in the 80s and they were like, yeah, no, the thing about 2080 in the 80s is that there were like um, eight or no, like like 12 thrills total. yeah. In the course of that of that peer of that golden period, which is like you know, is an interesting statistic, certainly. Yeah, and so you know, for me, um, I very much I liked the time that we had in the seventies and early eighties, where it was just kind of like we're throwing shit out there, right? Um, regardless of whether or not I liked it. So when 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 judging my list, keep in mind that I, a lot of these are going to be special mentions. So, for instance, mm. um, special mention. Uh, God, how many is this for art? This is, uh, this is, I have eight, eight for art. So, whoa, nice. Yeah, I know. So the first, I want to call out, uh, Carl Critchlow for Nemesis and Deadlock. Um, Ooh, yeah. I, like, I have a very, let me just put it this way. On, in terms of the characters, meh. But in terms of the art, mwah, chef's kiss, right? Um, <laughs> oh, a lot of, a lot good. of showing and not telling, although, the telling was somewhat whatever, but uh, Carl Critchlow, man, like really this beautiful painted style, a lot of colors um, on top of that, like darker backgrounds, very interesting characters. Um, and I really think that it shows. Uh, next up, I've got Richard Dolan for a very particular Ooh, yeah. page, which is boxed to the next page, Prague 734 Mean Machine. I love nice, that classic. I, I like I it, it would it would have I would have shot myself if I didn't think that if that didn't make it. You know what I mean? Great Just, art, great landscape, literal fourth wall breaking. Yeah, like I don't know what else you'd want. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, where you can do some fourth wall breaking in Judge Dredd, although I it's so rare where you can get away with that is some of these side characters. After that, oh, I've yeah. got Carlos Escara for Death Aid Part Four where we're assembling what's left of Magoo's corpse. And when he comes to, <laughs> it's just like one part of his face. And then just the rest of it is machines and wires and terror. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I remember. Yeah, definitely. That's an iconic image for sure. I, and I it, feel like you've seen like like it kind of set a standard. I think for what. Um, Justice Department like interrogation scenes oh, look yeah. like the, I, like where the lengths they're willing to do to make yeah. sure that they get a hundred percent. This is what happened. Yeah, like if you remember, there was a rec- there was that recent story by uh, Casanovas, I think, mm-hmm. where that dude uh, 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 blew himself up with his mind or whatever. Oh, and he and his like wife who escaped gets put in a very similar. Yeah, no. So because he like giant interrogation machine, he had set off a nuclear bomb. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. He became no, a he mutant willed himself, and then, like, he willed himself to, to yeah, to spot. He got hit by radioactive lightning and then became an explodo mutant, basically. <laughs> and so they're like, no, we're just gonna, yeah, no, it's just the horrors that they'll go to in order to do it. I yeah. love those scenes because they're like, oh, yeah, no, these guys will do anything for the confession as long as it's accurate. You know what I mean? Well, you know, yeah, they just they've got machines that that, that, that can make you talk. And they don't even if care even very- if we've only got one part of your face, <laughs> yeah, and they aren't built for comfort. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm no, distracted. no, that what's, was, that what's, was what's, that's exactly what's where next I was on going. the list for you. Um, yeah. So, uh, last of the special mentions is Simon Bisley for the Judge Dread prog cover for 714. It's where he's it's su- he's super craggy. He's grabbing that guy by the scruff. There's all that kind of spray paint in the background. And like everybody's looking ultra muscular, ultra cragged. And I just think that it's such a it's such an interesting look that we don't like mm. we get it sometimes. Right. It's almost hyper detailed. And I love that overly beefed judge look, if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's yeah. I mean, that's very much a Simon Bisley telltale. I think just that um, beef, big, beefy ass Judge Dredd. I think we can all appreciate that look for sure. So fourth runner up. Is, oh, oh, so oh man, we're so we're out now. We're out of the special mentions I, and into the actual winners. So, I love this. No, so, no, no, no. I'm not. So David, yeah, do it. David Hine for Daudamoto. Daudamoto's story. Oof, really took a nosedive. The 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 art, however, fucking so consistent. Really enjoyable to to like experience, especially for something that's short form. It was very evocative. Right. So, hmm. David, yeah. I eat your heart out. Interesting. I'm sorry it's fourth place, but that's because in third place, we've got Zach Sandler for the Prague cover for 719, which is every character in the Ooh. face of Tharg. Yeah, definitely. That's one of those. Yeah. I like those big. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a real sucker for those montage covers where they're just let's just get every let's just have a big family uh, 2000 ID family photo. It, basically, it, that's it really felt great. Like a where's Waldo of characters for those in the know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for people like us, that's a big win. De- yeah, it definitely lets us feel real smug because we can look out at this giant sea and be able to identify like everybody pretty much. That's so definitely a lot of fun. It's wonderful. For, for our second place, this goes to Steve Pugh for all of Strontium Dogs 754, which the Geiger influences on that. So this is when... Um, mm, the dream sequence yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. It is fucking terrifying. It is grotesque. It is chilling. It is beautifully Giger. And like, there's not much more I can say from that other than that. It, that's it's still it. It had to be mentioned in this list. And it's only second place because of one reason, Conrad. Ooh, I want to know. Chris Weston killing time. Mm. I mean, just in terms of how intense like we go from 
you know, Indigo Prime territory of weird, and it gets even crazier. But it's not just that <laughs> it's the use of color. It's the way our characters progress. And it is the mm-hmm. ethereal and almost um, psychedelic way in which we reach our conclusion, right? Um, yeah. That words and imagery work together. And that's, I think, that's why you get a best art, right? Like you're working in such tandem, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think. Like, we've talked about this a bunch, I think, just how um, the collaborative, you know, comics is so collaborative between the uh, the uh, the writer and the artist that it's hard to, it can be hard to kind of think, to, 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 to have kind of a best art for something that's not really well written, I think. All, that's not also well written because... It just sort of it stands out more, I think the art Absolutely. does versus something that's 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 good that's a good read combined with a good look. Exactly. You know, if, if that makes so. sense. <laughs> Man, so I gotta I mean, I just did a whole mouthful. Conrad, the people mm. must know what are your best art nominees and contenders and winner and all of the other best art things. Yeah, buddy. So I got um for all my um noms this time I got uh three runners up and then a winner. All right. So Beauty. Yes, uh, a miscongeniality uh, second runner up in a first, you know, second place and third place or whatever. Man, I wonder um, how many people are going to get that. I guess most of our audience. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, uh, third runner up for art is David Roach for Engram. Oh, um, yeah. I love, I love Roach doing Anderson. Like he, you know, David Roach just has this specialty of drawing like. A beautiful woman in danger, basically, I think, is what I, <laughs> well, I would describe and his like work. Emotional like, distresses. Yeah, de- yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, just like John Ridgway, just like nobody draws a terrified child like John, John Ridgway. <laughs> no one draws a woman in kind of a spooky action or in a spooky situation the way that David Roach does. And yeah, I think that's really. That like he was really did an amazing w- job with this Anderson story, um, you know. If I and I feel like the reason why he's in third here maybe is just that um, I feel yeah, like I got a deduct. Po- yeah, well, I mean, one just the time how long it took, but I feel like that was more just putting a black and because they went color and it kind of hurt mm. putting in a black and white strip. Like I feel like that was more more editorial than anything else. Um, but I feel like I do have to deduct points just because the second half does feature Anderson kind of wearing traditional uh, gothic horror billowy dress the whole time, which Find I'm not me the most which, billowy shawl. I'm taking a walk on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm off to the moors. I must wear I'm wearing my most billowy dress. Um which <laughs> Looks great. I'm not saying it doesn't look great. It's what I'm saying, so off kilter. Well, yeah, and also it's ju- it's like um, in the Olympics w- when um, some when a master like ice skater does kind of an easy routine. I guess right, like I gotta like, re- right, I gotta <laughs> I gotta reduce points for for staying in in the comfort zone for that instead of doing all that in like her judge uniform or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, having that's having all. that be um, this meaningful thing as opposed to. 
Like I'm a judge now juxtaposed to a child, right? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like it would have, yeah, that would have made more sense, I guess. But anyway, um, but other than that, yeah, third runner-up, really great. Loved that stuff. Wow. Loved, I think it really made a case for black and white art staying oh, in I, 2018. That and Brigham you know? Doom, right? Yeah, well, I mean, we haven't seen Brigham Doom back yet in the color pages although i agree definitely that i think those two are def like they seem purposefully picked as the first two black and white comics to come back to the color to that to the full color 2000 ad to say like hey like black and white is still an important um medium for these stories bring bring Uh, some sour into that world right yeah, exactly. So second runner-up, actually, I feel like we're going to have some some crossover here. My second runner-up is Carl Critchlow and Kev Walker for Nemesis and Deadlock and ABC yeah. Warriors. Just all the all the Deadlock stuff, you know? Um, I agree with what you say about Critchlow, so I won't get too far into it, but I really loved uh, Kev Walker's ABC Warriors stuff. It's beautiful. Um, I, love, yeah. I love seeing a woman who's very horny turn into a disgusting whore. All this, like, what feels like sort of pre-Requiem stuff uh, from Pat Mills that that would become his Requiem vampire stories. Um, and then, um, and also just, I loved sort of his, the way he draws these robots, like like all the ABC Warriors and these aliens, especially loved his Morgan design. Um, I just really like, it really brings these characters in and makes them look both brutal and chaotic, but also fun and, and, uh, funny and interesting as well. So I thought really good adaption of those characters. And then for my winner, I, you know, there's not really a choice here. I got to go Chris West and Indigo Prime as well. Hell yes. Um, I love a good solidarity. You know me. Yeah. Got this stuff. Honestly, feel like like um, West and Smith should probably keep their shoes on because I feel like they're, they're going to be coming up to the podium a fair amount in this here uh, Spinney's episode. But so let's continue on with Best Writer. Ooh. Who do you got for writing, Fox? Man. For telling these stories the artists then bring to our eyes. All right. So I got, I've got two runners up in this. And then some top three contenders. All right. Nice. So my first runner up is Francis Lynn, 742, Prague 742, The Cruise. Mm-hmm. It's the Tharg, uh, Tharg's future shock where a lady is dead, but actually just a servant of Osiris who flies around ah, in a tiny spaceship. Yes. I gotta be yes, with Arthur Ransom of, on art. Yes. One of the one of the few future shocks where I was just like, the fuck? <laughs> right? Which is yeah. It, so to me, again, like, you know what my perfect future shock is? This doesn't fit that bill. But if a future oh. shock is going to over exceed itself, it's going to really draw me in. You know, yet you, you hit me with the weird flying spaceship coming out of the pyramid. You don't address <laughs> it for, you know, two thirds of the fucking comic. And then it comes back and it's Osiris coming out of it saying, definitely you're dead and you're going to be my wife. And she's got a goopy top half of her head missing like, and stuff like that. What the hell is going on? I'm like, this is a great story. Now, of course, it's aided by the visuals and all of that, but I'd like I I serve it to the story because it was like, hey, there's this thing that happened, complete amounts of misdirection, and then hey, remember that thing that happened, right? Great setup yeah. and payoff. Um if Francis Lynn, you should be writing crappy B movies that I actually want to watch, you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean that yeah. does 
I'd say that one really feels like a modern Future Shock or even one of the newer uh, story versions like a Tharg's Terror Tale or something like that. One of these ones that, you know, is there, I mean, maybe still just sort of filling um, a time in between a prog or something like that, sure. but much more purpose purpose built to exist as a, as a storytelling thing. Yeah, than look, something I'm just else. glad it wasn't Tiny Aliens. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, no, I feel like at the at this point, ninety one, everybody knows these tropes, so you got to kind of stretch out. You, you you can't just do the same old, same old, you know. Ah, uh, so my second runner up is Pat Mills and Tony Skinner with the ABC Award. Now, the reason that I, you know, these guys didn't get a shout out because, I again, like Carl Critchlow, I, well, whatever. The fact is, is that ABC Warriors is what the hell even with this quest. <laughs> and part of why it's only a special mention, like Conrad, I, I'm not that into Deadlock the way that mm. Pat Mills is super into Deadlock. Which yeah, is, no, I don't this, care this about This is definitely anything. a problem we have with modern to, with modern ABC Warriors is that we are definitely, I feel like both you and I are not as into Deadlock as he is. I And it's like super into him. However, this is a specific thing. Shout out to the priest versus woman in heat episode, right? Like a guy mm. comes to a place to say you shouldn't masturbate, basically crushes her under some rocks and then shoots her when she turns into a blood horse with his double pistols like... It's all good, and and I love the resolutions of them hunting something for a reason, but I don't care mm-hmm. about that reason, and I, like, I don't know. It's just, it's not hooking me the same way that other ABC Warriors did. That, But, however, that does not mean it is poorly written, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good, it's quality writing, it's just not grabbing me. So that brings us... To uh, our third place is Garth Ennis oh, okay. and John Wagner. And this is Judge Dread Death Aid, Emerald Isles, Ooh, nice. Return of the King, Clockwork Pineapple, and of course, The Devil You Know. Like, it, Judge Dread did so much work this year in terms of interesting, fun, or, or uh, contemplative stories that I think that that is worth mentioning. Because it's in the shadow mm-hmm. of other things, but it's still so good. Because again, Judge Dredd is a heartbeat through the entirety of the progs. And I wanted to mention each of those multi-part uh, stories. And that's not even mentioning the multitude of like off-brand shit. Like, hey, you know what would be great? We have we have two fatties facing off and then we and we put a T-Rex in the middle. You know? <laughs> so yeah. I like Judge Dredd engaging. For my second place, Anderson, Side Division, Ben Graham. Ooh, yeah. I mean, beautiful is the best thing that I can say. Like, Alan Grant does such a great job telling that story. The worst part is, is the decision to break it up, right? Yeah. But I still remembered it when we got back. Nice. That's yeah, that's, what, that's what tells that's, you you're that's working definitely with a, real, a good story. A real testament, yeah. Right? So, Okay. Because we've talked about Engram a little bit. Again, it, it's really just, it's the emotional journey for me. It's the fact that the, without saying it explicitly, that she killed her father because her father was this disgusting. Abusive, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's so beautiful and you get it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, like, well, whatever. It, it's just, yeah. I love these Anderson stories and they never cease to disappoint. And this one 
It breaks my heart. Wait, that wait, 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 no. They, they, they never disappoint. Sorry. Not, not they never cease but to disappoint because that means that they the, always disappoint. Thank you for correcting me. Um, Sorry. Just wanted no, to no, be that's, clear. No, here. that is exactly the clarification <laughs> we need. Anderson's side division should be read by people in the world. Yeah. Um, however, number one top spot. Who's Ooh, it going to go to? I don't know. It's going to John Smith for dang old killing time. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Killing time. Because it's not like, of course, you're like, ah, oh God, it's just this Jack the Ripper thing. And, you know, I've read these Indigo Primes and like, ah, oh, OK, fucking let's strap in for this. And you reeled him by the yard and all of this stuff's kind of going on. And then it just goes quite literally off the rails. <laughs> and the craziest shit starts to happen as you grow attached to these characters. They build them up through the entirety of the story only to take them away from you in, in Conrad. I like if you have not heard how Conrad reads the last two pages of that comic, you should go and listen to that episode because it is haunting. It is beautiful and it is matched with the art. And that right there, that's a good fucking story. Oh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. I, it's beautiful, man. And and eat your heart out, John Smith. That was fantastic. Conrad, <laughs> tell me your best stories. Best writers. Oh, man. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so I got four again. I got, I got uh, yeah, three runners up and a winner. My third runner up is a boy, John Brosnan, for Below Zero. Yes. Yes. You know. It needed, it needed to get on here. God damn. Let me say, yeah, like, listen, um, as as down as we were with his film reviews, because he hated everything, I mean, and, you yeah, know, that sort of goes against the space spinner po uh, po policy of, of trying to maximize positivity. I loved these below zero stories or these zero, these are zero city stories, he, you know, he night. He gets it um, on an beyond. angle of like, what's a great B movie? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, I would never put, you know, I would never say that this was the best story in an individual prog or anything like that although i you know listen I, I guess yell at me if, if, if we bested it at some point before but it feels like really just the greatest example of um something i'm going to talk about a little bit more uh um, at, in the mvp section but this idea that i've got of a mid-card of a mid-card thrill it's of yes. just something that you can rely on you put it at the end of the comic just to kind of leave people feeling good as they walk out um or as they finish it and stuff like that it's um, like I a think great Brosnan's double feature yeah i feel like Brosnan's really great at just telling kind of a of a tight story that um leaves you with a cliffhanger you know you sort of understand what's going on and you like there's the these character. little yeah, there there's characters that you can like, and there are and there's and there are. Like why the, do you keep thinking that this woman is a good person in your life? Yeah, there and there's there's humor and elements of uh like fun sci-fi stuff and all these things. Noir sci-fi meets like a a a decent action hero, you know. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and I feel like, and it's interesting because I also feel like we've seen people try to do what Brosnan's doing and fail, right? Oh, like we've God. kind of talked about, like, uh, like Universal Dry Run, I think Soldier. is the best. Right. Yeah, both of these are sort of big examples. But I think Dry Run, especially because I know that um, the guy who wrote Dry Run was all, was was friends with Brosnan and then probably like got on the job or something. That's also with Kev Hopgood for art. Ah. That, you know, these sort of 
like both are these stories that were written by these kind of film guys were clearly using like some film um, writing techniques to bring into this comic. But I feel like Brosnan was re- was really successful with it and just yeah. managed to come out with these stories that I thought were really fun. And I like, mean, we talk about you know, the Zero series belovedly. Like yeah, I, I put, just have I put these... the Zero series in the same camp that I put you know, uh, Disaster 1990 and Bill Savage in general. <laughs> like, it's it's yeah. just good, and I would want to read it again. Yeah, just to be kind of just these fun, like, action B-movies happening in our thrill, along with more prestigious stuff at the same time, you know. Yeah. Just sort of, yeah, just sort of some junk food to go along with the more complicated things. Um, speaking of which, I guess my second runner-up is um, is uh, John Wagner and Garth Ennis, and this one uh, for Dread. And I'm going to say specifically for the Devil You Know oh, and yeah. Twilight's Last Gleaming Story, which is the the run-up to the election and the election itself. Just because oh, I know the downtrodden that you get as you leave that, and and the the Democrats are just. Def- Defeated afterwards, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we talked a lot about the story at the time, and it definitely has stuck with me. I think of just sort of this idea of democracy and Judge Dredd and the nature of that. I also really liked um, in Devil You Know. I feel like Devil You Know is really the start of this idea of all not being well within the Justice Department. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, the man was literally attacked by his own people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this idea of the, of uh, of there being factions and things like that, and different political before, groups yeah, inside before, the Justice Department. Before it's like everybody on the same team. Also, just to remember, like how many things, how many times Judge Dredd has pulled the city out of its own ass, right? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I, and yeah, that's the guy I just you want to that, kill. That's a faction, right, yeah, right totally. there. Totally. Yeah, it's the first time that we've had this that we've had these this kind of factionalism inside the Justice Department where it's not immediately some like Judge that's not like Judge Cal where right with the you know, SJS it's and- a it's an evil like where it's explicitly an evil group that is um you know motivated by megalomania megalomania or something like that you know Grice thinks he's doing what's right for the city and stuff so it's a, a whole thing. So then, first runner-up, I've got uh, John Smith for Killing Time. Oh, uh, pretty God. much beautiful, you know, for the reasons you said. Pretty much, um, just this um, this writing that gets that that starts very like, oh yes, we're traveled back in time to the era of the Ripper murders. Good chap. Yeah, and um, and that's so rote. That that yeah. storyline is so done over to then going to reality bending and time travel and all this stuff. I really appreciated that. Unlike a lot of um, Smith stuff, especially Smith stuff related to Indigo Prime, there were some info dump moments like where they sort of explained Mm. what's going on and why it's going on, which I feel like is a criticism I've had of Smith in the past where uh, yeah, just, these Indigo Prime stories take place and there's not like a why, who, yeah, what's, like what, it, what is don't, this? Don't just assume that we're going to pick up on the context clues that you think are context clues. Context clues are there for the audience, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you've got to explain it to us as much as you've got to explain it to the other people on the train or mm. whatever else. Um, but yeah, so I appreciated that. And then... Um, yeah, and then for my winner for best writing, I said uh, Alan Grant for Engram. Oh, God, beautiful choice. It's a beautiful choice. Has some, 
yeah, has some really great written moments. I mean, the that the uh, the the cliffhanger of just leaving oh, us with God. Anderson, you know, in a like drooling in a straitjacket for like eight months. That's a pretty solid <sighs> uh, cliffhanger. Just the idea. Um, I mean, obviously helped by Roach's art, of course, but this idea of of seeing things through Anderson's eyes as she goes mad in the first part of the story, and then. Um, how she deals with this, like learning about and overcoming this trauma from her past. It's waiting for that really... next season. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 both really interesting and I think also really um really powerful. I think just the way that they tell this story, how it changes the character of Anderson a little bit, just adds some. I feel like a lot, of, and I and this is what um happened with um. Shambhala last oh, year as well. God, just Shambhala. Grant working just to add some more, add some more seasoning to this Anderson character. Make you know working to continue to make her a little bit more grown up and and complex and three dimensional than she has been. You know she's not just sort of the jokey blonde. She's got some heavy. St- you know there's some there's some sharks uh, swimming under that water. Side you know? side division breaks me every time. They, well, I guess they're only going to be in yeah, the magazines now, as you said, right? Yeah, which is a yeah, which is a bummer for us, but I think the magazine's gonna give us a chance to get some really amazing it's Anderson so, stories it's as well. So high like any time I see Anderson's side division, I'm like, Well, this is just gonna be great. Yeah, I can't well, yeah, wait I, to I, feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Exa- well, yeah, I mean honestly, I feel like that's what you want from a from a more prestige thrill. I yes. mean honestly, I I feel like that's what it's like for TV. Like there's literally shows that I haven't watched because I know they're good and will make me feel bad. <laughs> and so I'm just like, you know, like I just I don't want to watch like, you know, I like I kind of want to watch the like I don't want to binge like Breaking Bad or something because oh, I'll can't. be you can't like I'll like freaking kill myself by the end of it. Same with like BoJack Horseman oh, or something Jesus. where it's like this well, is real good. And that's the thing is like you want to keep going. Yeah, I feel like you got to be in a mood for it. What's nice about ours is that we only have to read about four of them and then we take a break. Yeah. Well, well, with us, we, like we're also like like loaded in, like as much like this is like the vegetables that like below zero is the candy alternative oh, to you god. know. Oh god! Oh god! Below zero. <laughs> it's in the oh, same just... comic as Engram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just this like this crazy this crazy setup of what 2000 AD is. You know, oh, that's just what I'm a, saying about this variety. This, that's what I'm saying about this year when I say that like it like I'm loving the eclecticity. It's just there's mm. so much going into it. I'm not saying all of it's great. I literally created a list called the nope list, as in things <laughs> that won't get added to any of the categories that we have. Now I'm not trying to That's be negative. Fair. Not trying to be negative. It's just they weren't they weren't gonna get there. Right. Okay, I want to. I want. I want to hear this list, but I want to hear it after oh, we talk course. about best overall thrill. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. What do you got for me, buddy? What's your top top stories overall? Combo, so, art, everything else. I got three runners up and then three places, buddy. So Woo. third runner up. I no, I know. There's a trust me when I say well, I'm this. Glad. I want to hear these, it's buddy. The, it's for the sure. End, it's the end of the long lists. I'll say. Well, no list, but so third runner up goes to Michael mm-hmm. Cook and Simon Jacob for Dead Meat. I Woo-hoo! I feel like the humor is on the nose. 
Fucking Dark Horse, all right. And it's doing a really great job of over-vilifying villains and making heroes just dumbly po-faced. It is, to me, the perfect way to make fun of Judge Dredd while also being less ridiculous than Bix Barton, if that makes sense. Um, appropriate like, for 1991 that we've got a, a My Cousin Vinny making its way here into the best <laughs> overall thrill, buddy. That's I, all I got to say. I'm just saying that Dead Meat, Dead Meat is how much like horse massacre can you get into a proc? Answer, Apparently Dead a lot. Meat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, it, is, it is to me truly... Like, I could understand somebody who, who reads it as, like, a child or might read it and not not have gone through as many progs, I guess, as us. Like, Dead Meat mm-hmm. is, is so... It's not even on the nose. There's no subtext. It's just text. It's like, yeah, yeah. The, the heroes are dumb and the villains are overly evil. The man <laughs> just thrusts a knife into the air and talks about meat for a while. <laughs> Shoots a chicken right in the face. Like, it's really just, it, it's, but it's written that way and it's drawn that way. And I'm like, wow, you guys get sarcasm. This is so overly <laughs> sarcastic. It's my humor. And and that's why mm-hmm. I had to mention it. It's in the third spot. So second runner up. Yeah. And it, it's, it pains me because it didn't get any of the other places. It was so close to making like one of the overall third spots, third, second uh-huh. spots. It's Revere. Ooh. John Smith, Simon Harrison, psychedelic, crazy, enduring characters, endearing characters that are like having a love story while also having a mom for a, a floating head for a mom and, and also astral projection and crow powers, yeah. right? Like it's got all of this, this dense, interesting shit in it going on. While also being like this story of a a human growing through adulthood and that transition yeah. of it. And I like I want to know I want more Revere. And all the while you have Simon Harrison just going to fucking town. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um I mean that's that's the thing about about this best overall list and why there's six of them. Because everyone should read Revere. It's good. Remember that one time that he astral projected and then he saw a drunk and then his mom also contacted that same drunk after he had gone through the wastes and seen the crates of that. Like there's so much going on in the story and it's so short. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to get a lot more. I should say, actually, um, since we recorded that episode, actually... Um, in early 2021, 2000 AD announced that they were doing a, a Revere collection, actually. Oh, so that should be out great. by the time, pretty soon at least. So definitely in a way that there wasn't before. I, I believe it's digital only, but still like... Um, it's you worth can definitely it. Ch- yeah, d- definitely check out Revere. The art's amazing. Actually, no, well, I, I'm... Listen, go on, please. No, I'm, no, I don't no. want to talk hey, too, listen, about it too hey, much. We- if you can, if you can get this and support the people, support them. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they get money, but yeah, first, your, your, first, your heart's in the right place. First runner up. <laughs> first runner up. Before we, oh sorry, uh, sorry, that was actually the last one. So third place, third place. Ooh, Garth Ennis, Steve Pugh, Strontium Dogs. Love it. Love it. Nice. 
love it. I, like I, it does suffer from being called strontium dogs. Um, I, I, or maybe it, it doesn't suffer from being called strontium dogs, right? As opposed to strontium dogs. Dogs, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the story that like Feral falling in love with an older woman and helping her avenge her dead child only to have her dead. Like there's so much in the story and it is when I say this, I mean it literally because it's obvious it's visceral. Mm -hmm. It is a visceral story. Like you see him change out of just pure rage. And it like to me, that's that's a beautiful way of explaining a character's emotion visually. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I lied. This is actually first runner. <laughs> oh, geez, sorry. Fox, come I'm on. Lost in my list here. I'm sorry. There's just a lot. All right. The newspapers are trying to keep count of what our nominee of, 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 of what we're doing here. Fox, you're messing with the All press. Right. All right. So third, third, <laughs> third, third place. Actual third place. Alan Grant, David oh, Roach. It's Engram. We've talked about it. It's fantastic. Read Engram. My God. Dealing with what she has had to deal with and then getting to Engram, you're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> this poor woman. <laughs> and also, yeah. it's engaging. Second place. Oh, God, this is such a list. Garth Ennis, John Wagner, Carlos Escara, Steve Dillon, Wendy Simpson, Tom Frame, Simon Colby, uh, Gina Hart, and Jeff Anderson for Judge Dread, Death Aid, Emerald Isles, Return of the King, Clockwork Pineapple, and of course, The Devil You Know. You guys did great work. It's, oh, wow, nice. It is second place, but it's like, it's the heartbeat that kept me going. It, you know, I... I've not been upset with a multi-part dread story this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely a good thing for sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have... the alternative, naturally. Well, yeah. So, first place. Oh, gee, I don't know. Maybe it's John Smith, Chris Weston, Tom Frame, and Mary Green for gosh dang killing time. It's the best thrill this year. It's a killing time year for me, Conrad. It has... Uh, it. As I was going back through all of the progs, Conrad, mm-hmm. I was waiting for Killing Time to show up. I, <laughs> as a person who never remembers shit, because when mm-hmm. we were reading through it, what the transformation was for you and I going through it, or at least myself, and then hearing you, like, Killing Time is this year. It's the year of Killing Time. It's definitely one that I know I was really waiting to to arrive and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's this, this big prestige uh uh thrill definitely so that's that's my that's my best overall man i've said a lot i know that i said a lot more about the bottom of the list but that's because they didn't get much airtime. let's say um but man i need to know what your best overalls were and i i hope i hope i hope we have some all right best overall number one top winner junker no uh let's uh Oh man, I you know what my favorite part of Junker was was when he hated all women. <laughs> my favorite part was that when it ended. All right, oh. uh, third runner up. Ba-dum-tsh. Third runner up, uh, John Smith, Simon Harrison, Revere. Beautiful choice. Yeah, and I just want to say, yeah, the um, sorry, I I realized when I was talk when I was talking about it when you said it um that I was gonna t- I put it in mind so I'm gonna just use my space for it, <laughs> but um. 
Yeah, Revere is just this great mix of, um, you know, I mean, it comes right after Killing Time, so it is very much John Smith just being weird and t- telling a weird story. Um, but I think the Simon Harrison's art is so amazing, really has to be seen to be believed, um, and yeah. really worth checking out. There's some really great moments in it. I really liked um, this one's kind of a subtle one, but just that 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 kind of meet cute with the girl yes. and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's exactly. What, it's like that's this teenage just kind, kind of, of like a, oh, like I like you, kind of. Well, um, like you too. Let's go have some yeah. coffee sometime. Yeah, between just how Harrison draws those characters and the dialogue, it felt very natural and yeah. real, and thus a really interesting counterpoint to the insane, like, future of reality magic Ooh. shit that was also going his on in the story. His mother was you know? a flying head. You know? Again, his mother was a flying head. Can't get over it. Yeah. So, yeah, but really great. Yeah, again... I feel like to I feel like rebellion is like once more uh, trolling me by us re- talking about Revere and saying it's not collected and then they put out a collection like I shake my fist you know um, anyway second runner up uh, John Wagner Garth Ennis and then Jeff Anderson John Burns and Carlos Escara for Death Aid at yeah. W No Twilight's Last Gleaming. This was an interesting year for Dread, I think. Um, it was definitely a re- like this is kind of a rebuilding year after uh, Necropolis, basically. Like I guess literal, literally <laughs> rebuilding, but also a year that's built around talking about both the aftermath of this big event and um, just a time for just one-offs and little you know new stories. Also, sort of Garth Ennis fig- like getting his legs as a dread author and stuff like that as well. Um, I don't think it like definitely not the best dread year just because we've had some really amazing ones. I mean, we just, like 90 was a really amazing dread year just with the whole thing being about necropolis. Um, but I think this year it was, it was pretty good. And there were some really great moments just with, um, the elect with both death aid and the election. I think those were really high points for me. Oh God. Death aid was, ah, uh, <laughs> what a, what a if bang had, to the start of the year. And, a well, a really explosive end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> arr, arr, arr. But also um, really topical for the time, I think, as a big like sort of these live concerts yeah. and stuff like that that were a big thing in the early 90s. Um, you know, if I had one complaint, it's just that I wish that um, the election has been uh, on people's minds a little bit more throughout the year, I guess. Yeah. Like I would have loved I would have loved if just there were a few more like like sign like posters to vote for it or something just kind of in the background of these stories more i don't feel i feel if they were there i didn't notice them is what i'm trying to say no i Um, i feel you it just didn't feel like the through line was quite right yeah and then uh my first runner-up john wagner and richard dolan travels with my shrink (laughs) really i love that story man um I, i feel bummed that i didn't I did. I sh- I didn't nominate it for individual um, awards, but just putting it together, um, the art, the writing, just synthesized together to make a really amazing thrill full of humor and violence and fourth wall breaking and time travel shenanigans. Um, oh, it was just a lot of fun, and I and I liked it a lot. Um, and then for my winner as well, uh, clean sweep here, John Smith and Chris Weston yeah. for Indigo Prime. I would say 91 is very much defined by uh, Killing Time. I feel like it's sort of the one we see all the letters about after it comes out. 
I definitely think it's one that is a focal point of the comic as well. At the time when we talked about it, I talked about it being a high point, like or like like setting the bar, I guess, for if you want to do a really crazy ass to that a really crazy ass thrill, basically. Just of this writing, of this art, the surreal nature, the um like getting in some more adult themes or just uh, you know like like levels of violence and other things like that um and just things you have to think about so i would say definitely um it's the defining uh comic of this of this 1991 period of 2000 ad and thus it must get the best overall thrill i mean i i couldn't say it better myself hey all right so let's go now to MVP. Fox MVP, most valuable person or player for 1991. Man, let me tell you, it's got to be, it's a twofer. It's it's two, two and one. So the first one goes to Dead Meat. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I know that there was some scrutiny about this, or at, or at the very least, I, I, you know, I was aware that some people felt Dead Meat was kind of rote. I think that they were considering Trash, because Trash is, mm. is, is to me, the much more po-faced, whereas... Yeah, I, Dead- got those, I feel like I've got, I got those two mixed up um, when I was remembering them as well, just which one I, seems to be earnest and which one's making a joke about their respective eco-futures. I feel like that's a pretty easy thing to, to kind of mistake. Dead Meat is dead on, dead on, is, is so on the nose in terms of its comedy, in terms of its villainry, I again, like I said earlier, it's it's the best way to make fun of Judge Dredd while also just leaning as hard as you can into horse murder and, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, stashing your horses and um, underwater parliament, please. Under, underwater important. parliament. I'm you know, excuse me. I, I'm speaking in bad faith. Uh, and then my second is Brigand Doom, man. Um Never once was there, you know, I, I, I guess just an anti-hero in a tricorner hat that made me fall in love with him by murdering a bunch of people. Um, he's got this. Really? Because that happens to me all the time, buddy. So much romantic <laughs> tricorner hat murders. It's like a trope for me at this point. You know, I, 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 I go I go to meet the girls at the coffee shop and they're like, oh, Conrad, like what? Which tri-corner hatted rogue stole your heart this week? And I'm like, well, and then we have a, you know, there, there's let, flashbacks. Let me tell you a little bit of uh, about a, a woman named Bonnie Ann. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I get this whole Bill Savage feel while also being in this sort of cyber fun, cyberpunk noir future um, mm-hmm. that I really love, especially just in terms of how he interacts with... I, and I, it's horrible that I forget her name. Um, I think her name's just like the investigator. I don't think oh, she has a name. That's right, because she's basically working for big government slash big corporation. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, for, for, for like literally big brother, basically. Yeah, and like, you know... It's a very V for Vendetta feel to the entire thing, but one where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but instead of a Guy Fox mask, what if he was just a tri-corner hat wearing brigand, <laughs> which I'm okay with. 
Yeah, I'd say definitely V for Vendetta is 100% the big, like, to say that that Brigand Doom is, has a V for Vendetta influence is like an understatement. Like, I feel like it's very, very based no on No subtext, it. all text. Well, just like, you know, like, it's, uh, you know, we're like, hey, listen, I read this V for Vendetta. It's pretty good. I think in 92, it might have been like the second part had just come out or something like that. I, I okay. forget my, my Vendetta timeline. <laughs> but it's definitely that that attempt. And it's it's cool you talked about the city, too. We're going to see a lot more of stuff about the city in um, in Brigand Doom uh, in the next section in the, in the new year. Fucking awesome. And uh, speaking of next, Conrad, tell me your MVPs. I want to know them. Oh, man. I should say, uh, I thought it was pretty funny just with, I think, I think it was last year's spinnies when I did the social media sport. Apparently, MVP is not a term in England, I guess, or not a, not a widely used one, because I had a lot of people asking me, like, MVP, what's that stand for? Uh, um, oh, crikey. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm an English person, not from Australia. Most voted peas, something like that. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, I've got some top peas and some bottom peas. <laughs> I bet you do. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, most valuable player, most valuable person. Just again, for me, I see the MVP as someone who maybe they didn't, um, they weren't like the best or like, like not necessarily the best person of all, but someone who you could always count on, I guess. So I've given it yeah. to both creators and characters that I feel like per- served as sort of a backbone for the year, but might not get their full laurels. And for this year, I'm going to say it's uh, Bix Barton. Hey. The master of the Roman uncanny, buddy. He had three stories this year, never, which is a lot for one of these um, second, you know, for a non-dread story, basically, yeah. having three separate um, um, tales, all of them for like two months. Um, you know, Bix Barton's never the best thrill in the prog, but I think it's very fun and a little bit more and more inventive than some of the other stuff in um 2000 in the in sort of these lower tier thrills, I guess you'd say. You know, Bix Barton is my king of the mid card for 2000 AD. I you know, so the, fills that MVP role. He strangely made my note list, man, not because it it was bad, just because it was because I I did enjoy the humor. Mhm. It just uh I feel like so much flew over my head. Like if I, and I shouldn't really knock it down a peg. I know. No, it's fine. Listen, I feel like, you know, I feel like if there's one thing that uh, people yell at the space spitter boys for. There's a lot of things, but one of them, they always agree. <laughs> so I feel like we can definitely be divided about Big Spartan for sure. Yeah, that one's just a little bit like, no, all right. Disagreement. Oh, no, you know, it's super happened. cool. How could this happen? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. All right, let's quickly move away then. Talk about best month. Oh, easy. Yeah, so what's your what's your favorite month? I guess normally this breaks down by episode instead of actual month just to kind of keep things you know, standard, gonna, I guess. But if you, gotta, it's if you got a calendar month. It's a actual calendar month. <laughs> God damn it. Fi- no, that's totally fine. Whatever, I don't care. So I'm not calling out the particular episode just because I I am a dumb boy who didn't do my research. Well, tell me, do you podcast. know if if you know the prog numbers? I can tell you the episodes. Oh, uh, it's just all of August. 
Mm, okay. You talk, uh, t- tell me why you've picked this unorthodox, terrible choice, and I'll, <laughs> I'll figure out what episode, what, uh, what episodes right. those are. So here's why August 1991 is dope. You've got Below Zero. You've got Daudamoto before it gets weird. You've got Killing Time, especially, by the way, the end of Killing Time. You've got Clockwork Pineapple and Judge Dredd. You've got the Revere start and the first couple episodes in which you're like, what the fuck's going on? Why is your mama head? You've got the crazy ass future shock that I was talking about before, where it's like, hey, I'm a dead lady, but also Osiris is my husband. You've got the dead meat horse massacre, but not the parliament reveal you've got like her going into Mm. the bowels of the ship because the evil villain's like yeah I want you to go in the bowels of the ship I want you to see all of this horse genocide that I'm doing and then you ignore Harlem heroes and uh, get distracted by the music killer that also happened to to round out the clockwork pineapple look nice it's the most so here's here's really what I'm saying is the best month is for me the most normal prog it has Hmm. ups and down, right? And it also displays for me the variety we got in the year. You've, like, again, Below Zero, Tau, Demoto, like, Killing Time, JD, Revere, a weird fucking future shock, like, you know, Dead Meat, Harlem Heroes. Like, it's such a, it's so packed to the gills with, with thrill power. <clears throat> that that it's it it is it is the sus month. It's like that. Mm, mm. I'm getting everything, including the the taste of turd in my mouth, and I'm I'm very happy about. It. <sighs> so that's my best month, okay. and, and I've got no runners up because I don't have runners up. I don't I, like. There's so many kind of. This to me is the most choice. It's the grade A, a hundred percent. And Conrad, I need to know where your tastes lie because you will be judged by them. Oh my God! So I think the month you're talking about is um, what you call it. It's um, episodes two forty two and two forty three. Just for the record, Fox. Well, that just means you're gonna have to listen to two episodes. Hopefully, you've listened to all of them up to this point. Like weird, you jump again in two fifty, buddies. Like folks out there, my (laughs) friends. Hey, welcome to 250. We're two American boys that uh, try to justify why we like your comics by reading them since they started. That's right. Pod committed at this point. We can't stop. Um, Anyway, for my best month, I'm going to say episode 240 because I understand the format of this award show, Fox. Um, That's (laughs) May and June 1991. (laughs) Let me tell you that, I mean, the most unorthodox spinnies we've ever had. Quite Let me tell you, yeah. Listen, Conrad, working out some outside of the, sh- some some off screen frustrations with idle chatter in the course of the uh, nomination process. Oh. No, uh, sorry, but uh, episode, yeah, that's May and June, nineteen ninety one. It's got the majority of travels with Mashrink, the return of Judge Silver, the start of Killing Time, and uh, and the sort of the initial phases of Below Zero as well. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, man. I just want to say that when I was going through the months this year, every single month had something that I feel like was on my nope list, I guess, which we should talk about after best year. Yeah, we absolutely Like, every month has a black mark. Like, the month I nominated has Rogue Trooper and Robo Hunter you talked about, Harlem Heroes being on yours, like... Oh, fucking, like, how, how is Harlem Heroes still around? 
There's always at least one groaner thrill, like thrill where you're like, ugh, as you're going through this year. I like that they're trying. I don't like the direction. How's that? Nah. Listen, I'll cleanse. Well, I'll pref- <laughs> I prefer to cleanse my palate with something good. Um. <laughs> Listen, you can give me all this champagne. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, where's the hamburger? Oh, no, you're giving me a pile of shit wrapped in a tortilla shell. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, come Thanks, on. Thanks, Harlem Heroes. Let's go to best year. Ooh. What are you feeling, Fox? So I think um, recently we've been just in sort of a five-year block, I guess. So sort of from 87 to now or so. But yeah. what are you feeling for your time? Like, you know, we're 14 years into this goddamn experiment of ours. So what are you feeling like for your favorite year, buddy? So I this was actually not that hard for me, strangely enough. Because like 1990s mm. Year of Dread, still rocking on the top. Still love you, baby. Mm-hmm. Kiss to the sky. Uh, I got 1987 in that second place spot. Strontium Bitch, Two Torquemadas, Night of the Wolf, Start of Oz, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Right below that, 1991. Ooh, so sort of in the middle here. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel like it's earned its place. I feel like they're taking shots. I'm hopeful for the future, but not that hopeful because literally half of the list is the nope list um and then 1989 which started out meh and then got great and then like 1988 which is below 1989 which starts strong and then fucking production delays like you know it's yeah. it's fairly easy for me to put 1991 in this so uh conrad how about yourself i would uh what's your best year list shaping up to be all right i got a big thing to say here buddy so okay 1991 I feel like we're really seeing what seems to me like a stratification of the thrills in 2080. Oh, it's always it's always kind of been like this, but in 91, I think we're really seeing... So, you know, I think of everything as wrestling, right? I got all this pro wrestling <laughs> stuff in my head, Fox. And... I'm so excited about this. And in pro wrestling, right? And I guess in all comp, in all com- in all sports where you have a bunch of matches and and bouts or whatever, like boxing or UFC or whatever else. But more in wrestling because it's more of a of a production, so you can sort of keep this stuff steady. But mm. um, you know, you basically when they advertise the shows, when you go into it, you've got a fight card, right? Yeah. And the biggest guys are at the top of the card. Like, that's, like, the people you're there to see, right? Um, then you've got sort of your good utility guys going in the middle of the show, the mid-card, and then literally at the bottom of that card are sort of the, tra- like, new newcomers and guys that aren't that great, but are, you know, tomato cans that are just sort of there to fill time so that people feel like they've been there long enough to justify spending money on the ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not, and so you, okay. not going to name names. Yeah, but, well, I'm about to. Good. But so, like, at this point in 2000 AD, I think you've definitely, you've got a very defined upper card of thrills, which I'm defining as basically anything, like, as both Judge Dredd and anything written by John Wagner, Alan Grant, or, P- or a Pat Mills, all right? Okay. So okay. that's Dread, that's ABC Warriors, that's Anderson, that's Strontium Dog, or no, sorry, not Strontium Dogs, actually. But if there was like a Johnny Alpha thing or something by Grant, that would then become an upper card story. Then you got the mid card, right? And the mid card's other Garth Ennis work, 
um, like Strontium Dogs, for instance, Biggs Barton, as I mentioned previously. Um, this is sort of like stuff that's by proven talents that sort of shows up in the middle of things. And then you got the lower card, all right? Oh, God. And the lower card is all your reboots, your, you know, Robo Hunter, Rogue Trooper, Harlem Heroes, anything by Michael Fleischer or yeah. other other new writers like uh, like a Kupperberg who's drawing who's uh, writing trash, for instance, um, you know, Dead Meat, Below Zero. All these guys, these are lower card uh, thrills. And you see this stratification of it quite a bit, I think, where they're, when they're putting together an, an, an issue of 2000 AD, they're like, all right, so we want to have like one or two upper card story. You know, we've got Dread and maybe one other upper card story. Mm. Get a mid card story in there. So toss Strontium Dogs or Bix Barton in there. And then um, just have all, and then just fill all the rest with this lower card stuff. Um, and I think that you really kind, you know, you can kind of see how they're putting these stories together. And like, man, I just remember that 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 early to mid eighties golden age where everything seemed like it was potential. I mean, I guess at least partially was all upper card because it was all written by Grant Wagner still. <laughs> Um, everything felt like it was a contender to be like like everyone was trying to be the the best best story in the prog you know yeah as opposed some of these just feel like you know you're up against like judge dread and and anderson's side division right like you know yeah so they're they're just they know the person writing next to them yeah so and as it feels like sometimes they're just trying to sort of be moderately acceptable or to fit in with the pack basically and you know that that feels that brand yeah it just feels bad like and so that like um that stratification has made and, and i guess me realizing it is made this year kind of a rougher read for me, I guess, sort of realizing the the design of the of the comic at this, this point. This sounds um, like it's going to the bottom. Well, I mean, I can't forget that glut of filler that lasts like three or four months of 1988. All right, like that was an abomination. That was just real <laughs> tough. Listen, when you're putting daily, when you're reprinting daily dreads in the prog, uh, yeah, that's no, unacceptable. It's not a good you know? look. But so, in so the my 80s, rating, by the way, like the, the yes, it was years. still eighty-eight. Like it was still the time. So my my rankings for this set of years is 87, 89, 90, 91, 88. Um, okay. Yeah, so well, I'm, I'm putting I, it towards I, the bottom. I agree there. with that. So, okay, so Fox, here's what I want to know. Okay. So we've been siloing these years into groups, and so we've just finished our second set of five years. Mm. So I'm springing this on you. Okay. <laughs> springing on me. You know, I, but I, I do well with that. Where do you rank this section of 2000 AD, basically 1987 to 1991, in comparison to our previous blocks of five years, which is 77 to 81 and then 82 to 86? Lowest? Yeah, me too. Like for me, I've got um, like 82 to 86. That's literally the golden age of 2000 AD. I I was going to say, it's like I can't put it higher than when we started because there was just too much wild west going on and like, then 87 yeah, yeah then, no i can't i can't take it past the golden years those i mean they were great like 
Yeah. yeah. And then 77 yeah. to 81, you've got this wild, we- yeah, it is kind of wild west or just sort of, you know, this com- comic starting. Oh, a lot I of, like dinosaurs I, I, and cowboys. <laughs> yeah. And there's just a lot of, also there's just iconic stuff in there, you know, like I can't, like original ABC Warriors and oh, Meltdown yeah, Man yeah. and all the, Did you know, all melt? this, all the invasion stuff, like all the stuff that we love. So yeah, this is sort of... Whipping geese with bandoliers. <laughs> so this is very much, this sort of section is very much so far the worst, uh, the bottom um, group of years, I guess. But not, you know, I'll say, I'll say at least three of these. Yeah. Three I mean, or just, just maybe to... even four of these years. I mean, they've so far, so far been worth my time. There's a yeah, reason not that to I have s- a nope list. <laughs> yeah, not to say that it's tr- that that it's really terrible or anything, or that that you should throw them out or anything. Just in just just paling in comparison to other great oh, stuff yeah, is what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read read the oh. '70s to the '80s first, and then yeah. Know. I mean, on it, like I would say, like if um like if if people ask, I would say that the best comics that we've read. Is 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 eighty two to eighty six? Like if you kind of basically like if you kind of st- like for our podcast, if you kind of start in like, I'd still want them to read you all s- of Flesh as a primer for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm I'm just saying that like if you wanted to get a good interrupted section, just kind of start yeah. with our output on G- from January twenty eighteen and just go for the rest of that year. Basically, like that's weirdly the primo when we got a better setup. Generally speaking. I mean, yeah, well, listen, you know, like 2018, also an exciting year. You can really, like, like I'm in Baltimore for most of it. You can really hear oh me. Oh, my God, you can Conrad. Try to, try to hear Baltimore. Conrad get more and more depressed as the year goes by. It's very exciting. Conrad. Anyway, Fox. We, we've speaking been in of, so many places in the world. I can't stress enough that, like, you know, Spinny's always a time to reflect, Fox. I'm, I, you know, one day I'm going to say, in order to get your inheritance, you must yeah. listen to all of Space Spinner 2000. You kidding? <laughs> For your inheritance, we have to have our heirs continue this show, Fox. Oh, Come on. my God. Got to tr- train a kid from the ground up. I, I was born podcasting. <laughs> You only came to it as an adult. You simply adopted the gas. But yeah, when you think about like I, you know, I always say this, Fox. But I, I've I've listened to podcasts that have ended because someone moved across town. And when you think that we've done now 250 episodes, I mean, not 250 episodes together, but 250 episodes of this podcast. Yeah, they just can't handle it. The scheduling and stuff. Weakness. The fact that we've done, I think we've now done over 200 episodes as like an international podcast. Listen, I I know that Conrad's a professional. I broke a keyboard tonight and you will never know what happened. Yeah, I, I kind of go over it in the MVP section. You hear my frustration. Anyway, Son of oh, a but uh, <laughs> did, but like, did the, you ice me in the MVP? Yeah, listen. Yeah, I uh, I don't want to get into it. Um, but no, we're like you know where I kind of make where I'm making fun of you for picking a month instead of an episode or whatever. But um, oh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, Fox, because I'm trying to say good stuff now. I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to bring no, it no, down. No, that was funny. That we've, you know, that we have that we've recorded in me with me in multiple parts. Like, you know, I, I've moved I've moved cross country twice in the course of this podcast. You've moved to three different countries in the, in the course of this podcast. Yeah, all by accident. I mean, it's but it's like, like a McAfee thing. Don't worry about it. 
But even still, like just the idea of that and that we're still going at 250, that, you know, we feel, I, I, I don't know about you, but I feel super stoked for the future. I'm really excited I, to I keep mean, doing I this. I like being in an apartment and recording with you as opposed to not in an apartment. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But just I, that, well, because like, I was in like, like there, there have been so like I can't think of an entire time in my life where I wasn't doing this podcast. Yeah, and, no, me too. And how much it's helped me, like with my move. Like, there's a lot of stuff, man. This, this, this podcast has been a great thing for me. Yeah, it's. I feel like we're getting to the point where I feel like it's one of the things I've done. It's the thing I've done consistently in my life for the longest period of time, I guess. Certainly more than me working out or trying to be in shape. Yeah, but even like like longer than most jobs that I've had. Longer than than, than a a, a specific school that I've gone to or something like that. yeah. Yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff that it's been such a constant and this like you know and the um the friendship we've built over the course of it you know i mean i think you know can't a big part of just the um i don't know the origin story i guess is that we weren't really that big like you know we sort of were co-workers and stuff yeah, but weren't no, really i mean we weren't hanging out like every fucking super day. big friends yeah yeah but now you know but now we've now we've grown and it's and i can't you know it's I one of these things no, where i feel like, like i check in with you yeah. minimally once we, a week which is more than almost anybody that I know right. other than my wife and it's and it's built a relationship that I feel you know of 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 friendship between the two of us that is something that I that is one of the most valuable things God I can damn think it, of in I my love life this spinnies, you know Conrad yeah and and I love you buddy and I feel I like love you, you know too, man like we don't say it enough a but great dude and uh yeah. Number one guy, and I. The only reason I'm still here podcasting is number one, you. Number two, the listeners. Number three, a sense of dread if I don't record. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like, yeah, it's just so much fun, and you know, we hit two fifty. It's a bit, you know, it's a big milestone for sure. I want to thank everybody who's come on the show, who listens to the show. Please don't come on the show been involved with it that was such a misplaced joke conrad i'm so sorry <laughs> it's fine you're fine you're gross but still um <laughs> please come on the show come as much as you want you know whatever i don't know i don't know if i want to hear about it that's all um but still yeah i just want to like i, I want to thank you most of all fox but also everybody else this is something that I thought of like this show, I remember thinking about it for a long time and that we've been able to do it and do it for so long that we've gotten into this like early 90s period Jeez, that I feel I like mean, is sort of underlooked at. We've done episodes. We used to do this for an hour. Now we do it for about two. So we've done this for more than 500 hours. I'm just going to yeah, say that. The, you know, now the just the idea of us making it to the magazine, the, you know, I I, um, I I hope I say something to you, although it's not a big mi- milestone for us, but just that we've been able to do this spinoff show with my friend Eli, who I, who I like a lot and have been really enjoying podcasts with him as well. Um, it's been so great and um, something that I know – has really like doing this show and working on it and stuff has really kept me going through some rough periods of my of my life. Um, 
and is just something that I uh, yeah, like you said, at I this mean, point, I, I I can't imagine not doing it. I mean, you know? pod, podcasts quite generally are are not about like listening to the radio and hearing some disc jockeys be like, Whoa, we're gonna do some prank calls in the morning. It's like getting <laughs> some real um, humanity in your life when you just kind of want to be left alone and not responsible for someone else's shit, right? Like, yeah, listen to me that. Uh, I, like, that- I I enjoy doing this because it's something that you and I do. I very much appreciate people who enjoy this podcast and are like, these guys are cool or I disagree with them or whatever. But if it brings them happiness, like all the better in my mind. Because yeah, it just. I mean, I listen to a, that out. I listen to a ton of podcasts, and that one joke or that one meme about how it feels to listen to podcast where the person is sitting next to the picture of laughing people laughing along, like <laughs> is <laughs> is so real both for good and ill, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like that's oh, that caught me off guard. I didn't know. No, that, that was like a thing. I, I do I identify with more? But that said, Fox. Oh God. Let's go to these lovely folks who um, sent in some nominations oh, and stuff. Wait. Maybe I some well wishes as well. Yeah, definitely. Here we go. Take uh. it away, Rita Noms. <laughs> Greetings. It's Conrad with your Spinnies nominations for the year 1991. Before we start, i got a couple announcements I didn't know at the time. First, as this episode is being released, you can also hear Fox talking about Skiz Book 1 on episode 153 of the Mega City Book Club. Check it out. Secondly, I'm sad to say that we've run into some delays here on Space Spinner, so despite what they say over on MCBC and elsewhere in this episode, it'll be a little while before we start 1992 and with its Skiz Part 2. But don't worry... You won't be without these Space Spitter boys in the interim. For the next few weeks, I'll be putting together what I'm calling Case Files Collections. Collection episodes of our show covering the first few Judge Dredd Case Files. I'm hoping these will help new Dread readers and folks that are new to our show get a sense of what's going on with this stuff. And should be a good way to listen to our classic stuff as well, for better or for worse. After that... We'll, of course, be back to prog slogging, taking down 1992 and the thrills therein. Anyway, enough of this admin. Let's get to your nominations. I need a bunch of nominations come in on the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Very appreciative of those folks supporting the show directly and for their input, of course. Um, speaking of Mega City Book Club, Eamon Clark says, Hola, spinsters. For the prog, I'm going with Best Thrill Dread, Twilight's Last Gleaming, writer Garth Ennis, artist John M. Burns, and for month, November. Michael Crowder says, Best Art, Simon Harrison for Revere. I've always struggled to follow the story, but it looks amazing. Best Writer, Michael Fleischer for Road, Rogue, Junker, and Harlem Heroes. Just kidding. John Wagner for The Devil You Know. Aw, oh, freak, freak, faking me out. A lot of fake outs in these nominations, what I recall. Best Thrill, Killing Time, blew my 13-year-old mind away. Best Month of 1991, October. Tough to find a killer month this month. We talked about that as well. There are, there's always some salty in that suite for these months this year. MVP of the year, 
Dread for killing his third chief judge in return of the king. Three out of five ain't bad. Though I'll, I'll mention that one of those chief judges Dread was just had a key had a heavy part in, but you know, Cal was technically killed by Fergie, I'm just trying to say. Unless of course unless of course we call that Judge uh, Goodman, I believe, was killed by a Dread robot? Ooh, it's been a while. I have to check the collection episodes to see what the deal is. Um, Michael Lee says all of 1991 was new for me except for Dread, America and Strontium Dog which I had read in collections this um, it, it hasn't been as bad as we hear when people talk about the 90s so presumably tough times lie ahead for the Spinneys Ridge, best art Ridgeway and Perkins on Junker the story was not up to much but the art was really nice especially the first page of each episode. Yeah, they had these huge splash pages. Honorable mention should go to Dave Antiki for Brigandu, Fox's favorite. Best writing, John Wagner for his dead dread contributions, including the referendum and Me Machine's Travels with My Shrink. Best thrill, Judge Dredd, MVP of the year, Daudamoto. Though, even though it did shrivel up and die at the end, it was quite a refreshing change of pace in terms of content and length of the strip for much of its run. I mean, two pages, that's really interesting, of course. Daudamoto, strange entry in 1991 and 2080 for sure. He also says, congratulations on reaching 250 episodes. I've spent over 300 hours listening to them, so goodness knows how much time you've spent on the podcast. It's hugely appreciated, so thanks for all your work. Hey, we appreciate you. Andrew Brown says, uh, best art, David Roach for Engram. Just love the beautiful but not exploitative way he draws Anderson. Best writing, Wagner and Ellis, or an Ennis for The Devil You Know and Twilight's Last Gleaming. Best thrill, Killing Time, which is a close second for both best art and writing. MVP, Garth Ennis. I like his dread more than he does, and its other stuff was fun too. Brought a lot of energy to the prog that other new writers didn't. Ooh. The Shade. Um, Alex Firth says, Best art, Chris Weston, obviously. Best writing, Garth Ennis. I, there, I said it. Mostly for monsters, but I also really like his run of silly, fun dreads like Twin Blocks, School Bully, Muzak Killer, Clockwork Pineapple, and, you know, Spud Gun to Chips from Emerald Isle, of course. Best overall thrill is Revere. Sure, it's less satisfying than Killing Time, but the world it creates is so full of possibilities, and the art is majestic, although it loses points for being difficult to parse. Uh, always a challenge. <laughs> Best month of 1991, August. MVP of the year, Inspector Ram, for injecting just the right amount of fun and satire, which is to say, too much. <laughs> and for the record, if no one else has said it before, pretty sure he's meant to be Welsh. Certainly that's a great accent to read his dialogue in. I'll take your word for it with these accents. I don't know. I'm an American. Um, Runner-up is for that one page at the end of Engram Part 1. You know the one. <laughs> he says, congrats on 250 episode keep episodes. Keep it going. You can do it. For all those who say the 90s, 2000 AD is the worst, frankly, you're already over three of the biggest humps. Fleischer's Harlem Heroes and Junker and Millar's, and, uh, sorry, and Miller's first Robo Hunter. Plenty to keep you and Fox smiling, laughing with, and indeed at, but we also love it when you both really hate a strip. You know, it's not our, it's never our goal to hate things. I think we always try to be positive, but sometimes there's simply no choice. 
um, from email. I got one email spinning nominations from Bob Bryan. He said, says, hey, Conrad Fox, congratulations on reaching 250 episodes. Thanks for putting on the show, really enjoying it. And then he's got, uh, for best art, Chris Weston on Killing Times with Simon Harrison on Revere, a close second. Best writing, John Smith for Killing Time and Revere. Best overall thrill is first place, Killing Time. Second place, Revere. Third place, Bill Bailey, Won't You Please Come Home? Ooh, that's a kind of a dark horse dread story for 91. I like it. Best month, August and September, Killing Time and Below Zero finales. Revere begins with the craziness of Muzak, of Muzak, Killer, and Dead Meat. Can't say Muzak this time, I don't know. And his best year is 1991. On the 2000 AD forums, the, the Monarch has quite a has quite a bit around one specific thrill that I'm sure if you know him, you know he's going to talk about. It would be so simple to do the Fleischer Award and give it to Mark Mil- to a Mark Miller's disgusting travesty of Robo Hunter grave digging, but no. Um, just once, I'm going to be positive this time around and say every single vote for 1991 goes to one strip and one strip only. Yes, it's no secret. I'm a serious stand for Smith & Wesson's Killing Time. It's an understatement to say how important this story was to an eight-year-old Dave, but it really was. I truly appreciate this story. It's helped me sh- help shape me as the person I am today. Let's face it, 1991 is not 2080's best year. Some bright, there's some shining bright diamonds, but there's also quite a lot of coal, and Killing Time still surprises me. Even today, can you... um? And uh, it seems like just from listening to our podcast, the first time we realized that actually the bo- the Indigo Prime boys are indeed Indigo skinned. <laughs> it's genuinely a delight to hear uh, you and Fox enjoy it so much. You know, I know you would have loved it. I know you loved it, Conrad, but hearing Fox um, take joy at the horror at the horrors unleashed by the Iscariot was amazing. Um, even if it was um, unintentional having your future... You know, listen. Yeah, we messed up with the timing of that one. Everything else. Huge fan of Chris Weston. Art fits well in the story. The fleshiness almost re- re- leaping off the page. The visceral red sprayed all over the pages. Some amazing and horrific monster designs. Could go on and on. I've written too much already. Then he says... Um, I cannot believe the Space Spinners reached episode 250. I mean, if you count the B- Big Meg, Star Lordathon, Action, the rest of it's well over 400. And that's not even counting Patreon exclusives. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of content, and I'm glad I got to experience it with you. Let's go for 250 more and beyond. As long as it keeps coming out, I will be there to experience it. Appreciate that. Going on to Facebook in the direct Space Spinner page, Gareth Edwards, Lloyd Tolman um, for art says Steve Pugh for monster. I thought Steve Pugh captured Farrell's pain throughout this story, writing John Smith for Indigo Prime Killing Time. Bonkers, but in a good way. Best thrill below zero. It's Tanner, baby. Enough said. Hey, listen, I got to agree. Um, best year and month, not a chance. MVP, Revere. Art and story are just insane. Honorable mention, Trash. I have fond memories of this. And Nigel Dobbin is a seriously underrated artist. Yes, I know. I'm shouting. <laughs> Excellent. And finally, um, from over on the 2080 Megaverse uh, Facebook page, where we had a big old... Um, we're at the request... Of the of of the admins of that site, I did a big old uh, poll listing all of the um, thrills from 1991, and then had a big vote to see which the top ones were. And I should also say big thanks to Sheridan Kelly for um, 
for putting to get who um, for on the forums putting together big lists of what all the thrills were, what all the artists and writers and everything else were for those years. It's really helpful in helping folks organize their thoughts around these things, I think. But so in that thrill, there were a lot of people voting a bunch of times, but the top five thrills were for, for 1991 as voted by 2008 Megaverse were Revere, ABC Warriors, Indigo Prime, Judge Dredd, and Brigand Doom in that order. Very interesting. Then a lot of one votes, etc. Um, and from the voters there, or from the comments there, we've got a couple more nominations from... Um, Willie Russell, best writing John Smith for contributing the two most interesting and original stories here. That's Revere and, and Indigo Prime, of course. Best art, Simon Harrison for Revere, a career high and a frustrating glimpse at what it could have been if his career in comics had continued. Best thrill, Killing Time, only winning out over Revere because Smith is better able to focus his incredible storytelling abilities there. MVP, Carlos Escara, who elevates everything he touches. The sole survivor and reminder of better times. <laughs> Art-wise, I guess. You know, of course, we've still got um, traditional writing teams going on. Uh, Julius Howe writes, Best Art, Kev Walker and ABC Warriors. Ah, those heads for Hecate, of course. Best Writing, John Smith on Indigo Prime and Revere. Best Thrill, Indigo Prime Killing Time. Sep best Month of 1991, September, as it was my birthday. MVP of the Year, I agree with Wooly. It's Carlos. He made the bad dreads and reds seem good. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody for writing in. Really appreciate it. Um, I hope you'll, you're willing to bear with us through um, the next couple weeks of Case Files, and then we'll be back on to 1992. And as always, we love to hear from you at the end of the year, so as we start getting into 1992, make sure to keep thinking about what your top thrills are, who your top creators are, etc. And we'll see you at the next Spinnies. Take it away, past Conrad and Fox. All right, thanks so wow. much for sending those in. God, I can't believe that I read that in real time and that you read that in real time and that it wasn't pre-recorded. Yeah, definitely. Whatever. Why be a jerk? Okay. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I was just trying. Hey, to be I'm no, I'm saying you're being nice cuz otherwise like, I don't know. I'm saying that it's, you weren't being a jerk. That's oh, what I'm trying to say. Oh, that's I love you. Thank you. I love you. I'm Yeah, not definitely. Okay, Fox, let's talk about what's coming up in 1992. Oh, Fox. God, you're going to you're going to tantalize me with good tidings and nothing that I won't like. Ups and downs, Conrad I says. Don't Conrad like, warns and tantalizes. I don't like that you're saying that my delicious biscuit at the end of this episode is a warning. I, you know, I, I gotta do what I, I, I gotta live my truth, Fox. Um, okay, so Dread story. Okay, so Dread's coming back. Big yeah, surprise. Good. I gotta say, um, there's one like there's a where there is gonna be a big Dread mega epic in yeah. 1992, Fox. Well, when we the, say mega epic, is it like the is it like a mega epic? I would say like I would put as much inflection into the word mega as possible, Fox. It's oh. this story Judgment Day mega because ooh, 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 and ooh. this is this is a big deal. Um it's a crossover mega epic. It's crossing what? over two important two big things, all right? One, it's going to be crossing over my boys Judge Dread and Johnny Alpha. Oh, fuck you. 
Like you that's said, right. the, you said the name Johnny Alpha. So if that's yeah. not true, I will kill you with a knife. Why would I lie? No, he's coming back. I, it's gonna be great. That's coming back for coming back to Dred's past from a past before he died. Good times. Oh, God, oh Conrad, oh Conrad, ninety two is gonna be so good. But second crossover, Fox, is that Judgment Day appears in both the pages of 2000 AD and the Judge Dredd magazine. So that means that we're going to be crossing over between Space Spinner 2000 and Big Meg 1. I'm all right with that. Get you got you and Eli together. We're gonna to be talking about oh, these adventures. I cannot wait. Eli's so sweetheart. I love that angel. Yeah, Eli's a cool dude. I'm very excited for this crossover. Absolutely. All right. So also coming back next year. We're continuing a lot of the stories that we were started in December. Fox so Big Spartan, Durham Red, Trash, all into the new year. What well, some of those one of those did not need to be yeah. within the others. Definitely. But so Starting in the new year, buddy. Okay. And I believe one of the, I believe both of these might be in the first episode actually next year, at least a little bit. We got Brigand Doom 2. Yes. Yes. And, buddy, we got Skiz 2. Is it? I want to be so hopeful. It's not written by Alan Moore. It's actually, it's going to, it's written yeah, by. But like, you, uh, could, you could say the same thing about some dread comics, you know, yeah. right? But so it's um, it's written by by Jim Bakey, who did the art for Skiz and continues to do oh, it as well. So you've got a person who loves. Okay, yeah, I feel like it's got a pretty good pedigree in there. Okay, okay, I'm I'm excited for that. God, I because I love Skiz. Yeah. Also coming back in the new year, we got all the reboots: Harlem Heroes, Rogue Trooper, what? Robo Hunter. No, they're all here. They're all coming back. Well, are they coming back as reboots of the reboots of the reboots? Or are they coming back as, like, the same reboots that I read? It is the same reboots. Why do you tell me about this? They're on the note list. <laughs> you gotta know. Oh, we didn't do that. Oh, shit. Okay, it's hold on. A, no, Let it, me do no, this. No, it's okay. I don't... We're not I gonna... want to get to this note list. I want to hear what this is. Oh, God. But it's... anyway. Anyway, also coming back next year, Fox... More ABC Warriors. We're going to do more of this quest that we're on for the Heads for Hakate. Oh, man, I really hope they fast forward their heads of I don't give a crap. No, I want each head accounted for, friend. I mean, also, just, you know, maybe just, you know, a little faster. That's all. mm. Also, Zenith Phase 4. (gasps) Oh, wait. I like Zenith. I like it. Yeah. I'm excited. Is it black and white I or is see, it color? I believe it's color. I, I definitely, though, want to see what's going on with Zenith in 1992 because I feel like we've grown up from this. From, oh, my like, God. Like, he's he's like very a, much a pop star of the 80s, and I want to see a so grunge-ass like oh, Zenith. Oh, my God. I don't care about my dad. He was a superhero, and now he's bad. <laughs> Basically, also <laughs> next, also in the in the new year, sort of some some salty with this sweet buddy. We got that Bradley coming back. No, nope. you love Bradley. Nope. nope. Next, <laughs> next. Uh, uh, Journal of Luke Kirby, Summer Magic Two, gonna be exciting. Get some Summer magic in magic here. Two. 
Yeah, more Luke Kirby. Honestly, Luke Kirby 2 has been, I feel like it's been teased for years. How, and how so magic, I'm excited how to finally get it, it out of the way. That's my question. Hmm, we'll see. Not very. Hmm. Uh, also coming back, Revere. Got some more oh, of that I'm, Revere I'm action. That. I'm into that. That is. And I more Dead okay. Meat. Dead Meat 2 coming up. Oh, cool. Is it going to be as. I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be hilarious. Because so far. Yeah, so I good. feel like more of the same for Dead Meat. But our final new thing, Fox. After a, after a long time in the wilderness of us not seeing a new version for years, for over a decade, actually. Oh, my God. Please say Flesh. Flesh to... <laughs> uh, 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 f- sorry. We've got Flesh, the legend of Shimano. Oh, my God. Conrad, I am so happy. It's like... Flesh gave- 3 got some dinosaurs up in this piece. <sighs> you gave me such a gift today. You gave me <laughs> such a gift. I am so excited for dinosaurs eating more people. Yeah, should be good. Okay, so that's all the returning stuff, Okay, Fox. Let's talk new thrills. I'm tired of these old thrills. I want new thrills. Well, yeah, there's a couple of new thrills I could do without on my note list. I want a new thrill, one that won't make me sick, Fox. <laughs> all right, so coming up. All right. We've got Finn. We'll have book one and two of Finn. Okay. This is by... Uh, Pat Mills, okay. and is sort of, sort of a slain as modern day eco terrorist, essentially. Oh God, it's the nineties. It is, and okay. between this and Flesh, it does mean that we will have a very brief Pat Mills Power Hour um, right. in the course of 1992, right. which I'm excited Fine. about. Yeah, it's got this branding. Next up, The Clown by uh, PR bot Igor Goldkind. It's going to be weird. I'm Get not, ready for weirdness, not, Fox. I mean, I'm into weird. I'm not into clowns. I'm into being scared of clowns. That, that, that's right up your alley. Very controversial is the clown. Okay. Um, next is uh, Tales from Beyond Science, which is kind oh, of a, like a, kind of a one-off kind of thing. But I think you're going to like this one a lot, Fox, because okay. it's about weird – because it's sort of one-off stories about weird-ass um, happenings, basically. Ooh. So I think this one's going to be, it's got a very coast-to-coast vibe, I would ooh, say. Ooh, ooh, oh, you got me. You got me. Yeah. Next, Button Man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I excited feel, for Button Man, I Fox. I feel like maybe that name means a lot more. So when I think Button Man, I think a man who is made of buttons or who really likes buttons. It's a term for like a hitman and stuff like that, for the record. I mean, you know, he's like, oh, God, I love these brown buttons on my waistcoat. Hate you so much, buddy. You <laughs> fucking Philistine here. <laughs> but man's going to be amazing. I'm super excited for it. That's it's probably God, my top. Are these brass or is it literal? Uh, is it stainless steel? Oh. I'm on my way to England to punch you right in the face, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, next up, Cola Commandos. Oh my two K's. God! Is are <clears throat> they up against like the citrus lime liberation? Front? <laughs> I guess Cola Commandos is is like actually Luke Kirby is one of these stories that has been teased and mentioned and coming soon to 2000 AD for like literally years. Man, so I, I really I'm at least feel happy like to get it crossed not, off the list. It's not a good name. I nope. would have preferred koala commandos because they would have been adorable marsupial bears as commandos. 
you know, my my sister in law went to Australia and held a and held They're a koala. Not nice. Yeah, no, she and now whenever you bring up koalas, she t- will explain to you how koalas suck. Apparently, no, they koalas do. are they stink and they are not nice and they've got huge claws and they are not about you. They're marsupials. Yeah. They're not one of us. Hey, listen They're to not Reality mammals. Bros podcast. We I, talk about. I'm a mammals only man. Australia. Yeah. No, fuck these koalas. Okay. Um, next, we got two stories, Fox, that I do not remember in the slightest. They just this washed right off my brain this like water off a duck's back. This is good. There's Tharg's Dragon Tales. No, not interested. Next mention. Which seem like they're going to be store, like future no, shocks I about dragons. I do not care. Once Tharg's name is in it, I'm done. Next. Dragons. <laughs> um... <laughs> Then this story, Wireheads. Okay. Which, listen, I I literally did not know what the hell this was, Fox. So I, uh, I read a little bit of people it. People with wired-based heads, I guess. Listen, Fox, you're telling you're you're always saying to me. Okay. Uh, uh, Fox, you're saying Conrad. You know, Shadows was pretty good, yeah. but what I need is some goddamn mirror shades, 90, early 90s understanding of the internet ass cyberpunk <laughs> bullshit. Honestly? Um, honestly? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not. Listen, I'm <laughs> this, this of, parody yeah. of you comes from a real place. Absolutely. The kind of, um, yes. No, you nailed it. I, I very much appreciate that you... S- that you nailed that. <laughs> yeah. So, wireheads, very That's it. much early 90s understanding of the internet cyberpunk bullshit. Oh, we're God, going. I can't wait till we go through a series of tubes because it's not we're a going big into truck. the matrix. There's going to be VR representations of things. Someone's going to fight. The internet is not a big truck, Conrad. We're, we're going to be fighting a computer virus that looks like an oh. actual virus or oh, something. Is, it, is his name Megabyte? There's gonna be like a. I, I think the initial thing is fighting like a uh, like a computer virus that looks like a, a big super ant or some, like a big bug. Oh, a bug that's actually a bug. Whoa. Okay, come on, guys. We could have done better than that. As I recall, the character has a really ridiculous Snow Crash esque name. As I recall, is his name Snow um, Crash? No, but like you know, the main dude in Snow Crash is called is named Hero Protagonist. It's kind of like that kind of thing. <laughs> but I forget exactly. I forget the details because again, I forgot this one completely. So we'll see what's going on. All right, throwing shade yeah, at Cyberpunk, done, Fox. right? Like that's all you can have for that year. Yeah, that's it for 92. Oh, thank uh, God. New, new creators in 92. Not a ton for what I could see. We got new artists. We got uh, Jim Elson, Kevin Hicks, Robert Bliss, and Ryan Hughes. And new and the only new writer for next year is going to be Igor Goldkind. Okay. Um, big milestones we'll get to in 92. We will hit Prague 800, Fox. Just very exciting. Oh, God. Can we... Uh, <laughs> And then Progna 800 will also come with new looks for both the Nerve Center and the input page in the in the uh, Prog. It'll go up to 60 pence. Oh, what man. What the hell? They're trying to bleed these children of all their pence and cents. Yeah. Listen. Oh, shit. But also, yeah, listen. They're here to, they're here to make the money, Fox. Uh, <laughs> anyway. And that's pretty much it, I think. Um, yeah. You know, we just hit 250. So our next big milestone, 300s. Gonna be probably in oh, 93, well, I believe. 
we will hit 269. Well, no, yes, that's 269 very... is a celebration. I will make it so. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Can't don't threaten me with a good time, buddy. I'm I'm right. gonna live it up. It's not a threat. It's a promise. Well, we know 269 is gonna be a 93 also. What the 92 is just a real ghost here. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, listen, anyway. you said some nice things. You also said some awful things. I'm sure ni- most of 92 will be awful. It'll be, you know, I mean, listen. Again, I'm not we got, we got, like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm stoked about the upper card, Fox, but I feel like the, lo- the lower card's going to get okay. pretty rough before like, we hey, get through. If you're like, hey, one third of this is good, two thirds of it, you're going to be, like, licking an asshole. That doesn't mean... <laughs> Sorry. We're very much, we're very much in, uh, in a new generation here, Fox. Where oh. actually, I guess we're very much like the actual WWF in 1992, where we've kind of got some top guys new Gen on X. the upper card, but the lower card's full of like the Repo Man and uh, other kind of job. I'm the, the one the who makes dr- the people watching this feel really shitty. I'm the bad guy. Exactly, it's a lot of lo- bad lower card stuff. Anyway, oh my God. Fox, so my they, metaphors. They got, uh, they got. Um, uh, I was about to say Harry and the Hendersons. Repo Jake, the guy who the played. Yeti. Anyway, okay. I don't want to. We can't get into this. So anyway, no, we can't. Listen, two hours spinny. Sorry, everybody. But, uh, <laughs> I want to thank Record. everybody for hanging with us for another year of thrills. As always, you can find Space Spinner Two Thousand on iTunes, Stitcher. The Google Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site at spacespinner2000.com. Feel free to contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com. And the 2080 forums or our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages on Twitter or at spacespinner2k. For everything else, go to spacespinner2000, and you'll find us there. And I've also, uh, one, I want to say that I'm throwing open the doors for if you want to come on and do another guest hosting spot. Like, listen, hit me up. If you listen this far, happy to do it. Pretty much, we've I've 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 got a couple things for ninety two, but anything beyond that, um, wide open. Like you want to come on and anything in ninety three, I want to talk to you, and we can do these special editions and stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, ninety three is going to be sort of later in the year, and ninety four, ninety five, that's twenty twenty two stuff. But hey, like people have signed up very far ahead, and you can too. I just want to say also, um, you know, I don't say it very much on this show, just because I find it kind of tiresome in podcasts I listen to. But the spinny seems like as good a time as any. Like it could be really helpful. Like feel free to rate us and review us uh, where you're it, listening to this podcast in that service. Like as, as it, much as you might not think it is. It, yeah, it it puts us out there algorithmically. Um, exactly, and and I appreciate the the close knit audience that we have. If you haven't yet rated us on on any of the things that you're listening to, or maybe you feel like you could just go on to those things and rate us wherever it is. I, like inside knowledge, it does help. It spreads the word. Um, again, algorithmically, as much as I don't want to say that. Um, and you know it it also pets our egos a little bit it, it you yeah. know it that's it's, the primary reason for me honestly yeah, but no, yeah i definitely agree it if if you really do enjoy the show uh and you're 250 fucking episodes in that kind of stuff actually does help us um yeah and, and i'd say and also no um, barred okay, sorry, on, on the reason why right like yeah, five, five stars please but also um uh, you know just if you hear if you know somebody 
who likes 2000 AD, you know, make sure that they know that this podcast exists is what I'm trying to say. Like, feel free. Or like if someone says like, hey, I want to listen to a podcast. I get like, I need to kill 500 hours. What should I listen to? Like, feel free. <laughs> To mention Space Spinner, I feel like we're pretty welcoming and, you know, can be new fan friendly as well. I mean, and and part of it is you kind of, you don't necessarily need to have the content in front of you. I would suggest that you're reading the comic with it. But there's ways to find it. Conrad Conrad does a great recap and I do a great uh, way of stopping him from doing that recap. Hey, couldn't do it without you. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I've actually in the last couple months, I've had people who have started listening to the show for the first time and really and are really enjoying it. And I feel like, you know, I think it's it's easy just because 2000 AD is kind of a niche thing to think that everybody who would be, be interested in listening to this show are listening to it or that are sort of aware of these th- stuff. But it's definitely not true. So I would say, yeah, like, you know, if you like the show, tell folks about it. You know, we could use some word of mouth stuff. I'd really appreciate it. I don't know. It'd be fun. We can all talk. We can all listen and talk about it together. And then anyway. once this horrible pandemic's over, uh, Conrad's coming over to this island for a little while. Guaranteed. Yeah, buddy. Listen, uh, inoculate that... my arm, buddy. Give me that. Give me that. Oh, I'll well inoculate juice. you. Ah, this show is brought to you by Steve Green, Robert Hardingham, Zame Kip Miller, and your friends in the 2008 forums. If you'd like to join them and help support this show, we'd really appreciate it. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash our podcast network. I'm going to start linking it on the show notes, which I haven't been, which is idiotic. But anyway, there you can support the show, get a lot of excellent rewards, advanced episodes, coverage of modern 2080 in the magazine, Q&As with Fox and myself. It's a lot of fun. Ask us questions! Yeah, and it's a fun little community over there. And, like, I don't know. I just really... I really like um, doing the Q&As with you, Fox. We've definitely had a lot of fun just shooting. Like, if you like this show because, or if part of why you like this show is just me and Fox shooting the breeze, then I definitely think you should check out the Q&As for at least a month. You know, drop 10 on a month and check those out. I would think, you know, you might like it is what I'm trying to say. Uh, anyway, you know, there's a developing will-they-won't-they they relationship there. You know, you're like, ah, oh, man, should I keep watching every episode? Because I really, I really want this relationship to regress. I mean, you're going to get just more insight in there uh, as to whether or not Cheers is your favorite show or not. Yeah, listen, come on. If we if we sealed the deal, it'd take all the tension out of it, Fox. Anyway, exactly. Come back next time as we'll learn how drugs are made in Durham Red. <laughs> Uh, how 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 uh, toilets function in Vix Barton? What? <laughs> get some get how how the uh, the tenants of Geomancy and Judge Dread? Oh, just weird plant shit and trash. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so apt. And even weirder voodoo stuff. Oh, the in Brigand Doom Part Two. That's oh, right. God. So well, buddy. I am excited for more Brigand Doom. That's me slapping my thighs. Yeah. And until then, I'm Conrad East Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000. Slow, Slow dig, dig for the